It's Thursday, August 13, 2009. Another win for coal companies of green roofs and red tomatoes. Plus, Town Hall Follies now with clean coal. All of that straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Keeping our eyes on what matters, this is your Green News Report. Yet another busy day. I thought it was supposed to be slow in August. Yeah, not you so. Did that. Not yeah. so much. What do you have for us, Des? Well, a federal judge has blocked an attempt by the Obama administration to limit environmental damage from mountaintop removal coal mining. Mountaintop removal mining is a particularly destructive mining technique that literally blows off the top of mountains to get at the juicy coal inside and dumping the debris into valleys and streams below. Now, back in 1983, the Reagan administration prohibited dumping of debris within 100 feet of waterways, but that was eliminated by yet another last-minute. Bush administration midnight regulation, and it freed mining companies to pretty much dump anywhere. The Obama administration, which has its own mixed record on mountaintop removal, has asked a federal judge to overturn the Bush rule, but yesterday that judge ruled in favor of the mining companies. On what basis? He said that the Obama administration, if it wants to overturn the rule, has to go through the long, drawn-out, almost two-year-long rulemaking process. Because if you don't overturn these uh, presidential rules, these executive orders right away, then you have to go through the long logistical bureaucratic nightmare process that takes a really long time. And you know, the judge ruled in favor just in time for a new mine that was quietly approved by the EPA last week in West West Virginia where eight valleys are going to be destroyed. So another win for the coal companies, another loss for the planet. Yes. Okay. A restaurant in Chicago has become the first in the nation to receive certification as an organic farm. The farm is on its roof. The restaurant, Uncommon Goods, turned their roof into a garden to provide produce for their menu and to teach students from local schools about sustainable gardening. It's the first certified organic roof in the nation. It's part of a growing movement, not just the green roofs concept, it greatly reduces energy for businesses, but also the surge in urban gardening across the country. The recession has led many folks to take over abandoned vacant lots to grow their own food, especially in inner city areas like Detroit that have been ignored by major grocery store chains. Well, cool. Can I just say thank you for the good news for a change? That's a, a happy story, and I'm sure the rest of your stories are similarly Well, happy. not, so, not much. so much. There's a little bit of a corollary. Great. Surprising unintended consequence to the recession gardening. This summer, prices are higher for tomatoes because the Northeast has seen an unprecedented resurgence in tomato blight. Now, an intriguing op-ed in the New York Times suggests that this rapid spread of the fungus may be due to the nature of our retail home gardening supply chain. See, starter tomato plants are grown in central industrial greenhouses, and if they're infected, then those starter plants are shipped out everywhere across the country. So we're talking about uh, gardening stores, Home Depot, this kind of place? That Yes, uh, that if the infected plants are there, that spreads among the infected plants in close quarters, and then those are shipped out and bought everywhere across the country. Well, that's not good news. Now, tomato plants grown from seeds, though, are not affected. Now, remember those forged letters that were sent to U.S. congressmen right before the landmark clean energy legislation in the House? The letters were forged to appear to be from civil rights groups as part of a PR campaign. Sent by a lobbying group who had forged these letters. The American Coalition for Clean Coal Electricity paid for that, and they apparently liked the PR company so much they've hired them to handle their next campaign, which is targeting Democratic senators at town hall meetings over the August recess. So not only did they not fire this PR group, they brought them on again, and now... 
they're going to do to the town halls. They're planning to copy the manufactured fake grassroots protests on health care reform. They're spending $1 million to target the Senate Democrats with an advertising blitz because, you know, grassroots organizations often have million-dollar funding. Oh, yes, they do. They will deploy paid staffers to question senators at town hall meetings and mobilize their citizen army of 200,000 volunteers, they say, to pressure those senators from coal and farm states to make the Senate version of clean energy legislation even more coal-friendly than it already is. The the legislation has already passed in the House. We're going to come back in September to debating it in the Senate, cap and trade and so forth. So they're now going to take this technique that they used that worked so well, and it did work. Yes. It has worked. It is working. Uh, in this healthcare debate. They're now going to apply it to uh, green issues and similarly corrupt democracy, bought and paid for by big industry. Yes, and not to be outdone, just so as you know, the American Petroleum Institute is announcing that they are going to be funding protesters at rallies too. Is there no element of democracy that cannot be corrupted? Apparently. Not. And there's one group that's the common denominator for all these fake grassroots protests on health care and energy. That's Freedom Works, run by Dick Armey, former House Majority Leader. If you want fake grassroots, it looks like you need a Dick Army. For much more on that, check out greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.